Hi everyone, how you guys doing today? My name is Matt Jarbo and welcome to Milk Carton Mysteries for the 10th of July, 2020. It's the end of the week, it's Friday, and there's one big, massive conspiracy taking place right now on Reddit, on 4chan, on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere people can congregate and talk about the Wayfair child trafficking conspiracy, they're doing it. And this did catch my attention. This caught my attention and I opted to take a look into it today. And you know what I discovered? I mean, as with most online conspiracies, uh, when I say most, I mean like 99% of them. It's pretty much much ado about nothing. It's a bunch of people with not much else going on in their day. So they just want to dive into something because, I don't know, reasons. And I'm going to debunk this to the absolute best of my ability. But I do fully expect a lot of people to, to offer pushback and criticism, trying to say that I'm some shill or I'm some kind of defender of this behavior. Uh, I'm not, because there's actual problems when it comes to children and trafficking. There's a big issue in our country, by the way. It's one called adoption disruption, which if you don't know what that is, that is when somebody adopts somebody an adult adopts a child from another country, brings them uh, over here, or just gets them from even within our own system, realizes that they are too much for them, and then effectively goes online to find some place to quote-unquote re-home them. And it's an actual thing that happens very often. That's worth looking into. This, this is nonsense, and I'm going to prove it. So here, let's dive right into the Wayfair child trafficking conspiracy here on Milk Carton Mysteries. So it started with this post right here on Reddit's R Conspiracy Board yesterday, uh, saying here, is it possible Wayfair involved in human trafficking with their WFX utility collection? Or are these just extremely overpriced cabinets? Note the names of the cabinets. This makes me sick to my stomach, if true. So you got to love right off the bat. The allegation, and then the immediate, if true, uh, on Reddit's conspiracy board, you know, where they discuss conspiracies, oftentimes not being real. And the Wayfair uh, utility, the WFX uh, utility collection, is their collection, it's their brand, one of the five brands that they own. Uh, you can see here that there is the uh, Naraya storage cabinet for 15000 down from sixteen eight. And the Yaritza storage cabinet, uh, 13,800 down from nearly 16,000. And that got a lot of people talking about it. In fact, uh, over on Twitter, there was a post uh, by a girl named Darian who has 16,000 retweets on this one. And she says, so it's 3 a.m. and I'm down the hashtag Wayfair sex trafficking rabbit hole. Something doesn't sit right. And she posts these images here. The Samia five shelf storage cabinet for about 13,000. And then next to that is an image of a missing Columbus, Ohio, 17 year old Samaya Mummin, who went missing back in uh, May of 2019. Then you've got the Yaritza storage cabinet, uh, and then showing a, a girl named Yaritza Castro missing since June 10th, 2020, a 16 year old out of Connecticut. And this has, again, a lot of people talking about it, a lot of people thinking that there is something that's going on here. So, of course, as this is blown up, as these things are to do, Wayfair themselves responded to Newsweek here 
in a statement that says, there is, of course, no truth to these claims. The products in question are industrial-grade cabinets that are accurately priced. Recognizing that the photos and descriptions provided by the supplier did not adequately explain the high price point, we have temporarily removed the products from the site to rename them and to provide a more in-depth description and photos that accurately depict the product to clarify the price point. And a lot of people out there are, are really trying to argue that this is just them covering their tracks, that they're covering their tracks, that, that Wayfair, they know that they made them, they got caught, so they're covering their tracks. And one of the reasons why is because they bring up images like this, where you've got the Kyla five-shelf storage cabinet for uh, just over 12000 the Annabelle five-shelf storage cabinet for about 11000 and then once again, the Yaritza storage cabinet for just about 14000 So this right here showing us very, very nondescript images of these metal storage cabinets uh, clearly are meant to say that obviously they are, in fact, trafficking in children who have been kidnapped because it's too coincidental that these names would be associated with people who are kidnapped. Never mind. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But I went to go look on other websites. I wanted to go see. I wanted to compare it. So I went over to industrialsupplies.com, Amazon, and eBay. And I found display cases on industrial supplies for about $9,400. Uh, Volrath. No real good name there. Uh, Amazon has got starter rollout shelving for almost 12,000. They've got other pigeonhole shelving units for almost 11,000. And they've got other racks, industrial racks for over 9,100. On eBay, you type in storage cabinet and you look up the price high to low and you can get an Amish pantry jelly covered storage cabinet with distressed age tin doors for $11,149. When it comes to these sorts of situations, when it comes to these sorts of, of furniture items, it costs a lot of money. A lot of us are not used to spending that kind of cash on furniture. A lot of us are not used to spending money on nice furniture. I bought a king-sized Tempur-Pedic bed two years ago for $7,000 is what I bought that for. $7,000. I'd never spent that much on practically anything before, but I wanted comfort and I wanted quality and I wanted it to last. That wasn't even the most expensive bed, but it was $7,000. And people out there, if they have the money and Wayfair does seem to appeal to a well, a more rich demographic in some of these cases. They want to buy what they feel is status. And if you've ever seen how much money rich people blow on really dumb stuff, you probably don't get that. I used to work in a flower shop in L.A. that serviced celebrities. I had Jennifer Love Hewitt's home address as scratch paper. They spend tons of money. Kim Kardashian's mom would call in every single day and order hundreds of dollars worth of bouquets every single day. Rich people will spend money on things you and I would never even dream of. And that is the reality here. But as always, these rabbit holes tend to bring out people who are looking for connections everywhere. 
They are looking for ways to absolutely control the narrative to some extent. And they want to make sure that people out there uh, can, can agree with them. So they really grasp at whatever straw they can. And that brings me to this right here. So there is a, a, a pillow <laughs> There's from Bungalow Rose, the Zydic or Zydzik, Zodiac sign, astrological constellation, personalized throw pillow. And they're trying to tie it to this missing kid, the 16-year-old kid, Cameron James Zydic. I'm probably mispronouncing that who went missing April 13th, 2020. And the article uh, has, if you, you can see this on the screen, the article says, update, Cameron James Zydek has been located. So people are trying to argue that they tried to sell this kid for $10,000 on Wayfair.com, yet he's been located. But if you actually Google Zydek Zodiac sign, it brings up, a couple of different astrological websites that are showing the birth chart, if you believe in those sort of things, of a Polish actor, uh, Jaroslaw Zydek. And again, I'm completely butchering the names. I can't ever pronounce those very well. But if you look it up, it's there. It's absolutely there. But that didn't stop people from running with this and trying to spread it as reality. Same with this particular posting I found over on Twitter that people are trying to argue is just the same thing happening on Amazon with this $10,233 pillow, the downright eider down 434 thread count, 29 ounce Elysia silk down pillow, $10,000. And there's a review here from May 31st, 2018 by a guy named Russell Incantasio, Tasiato, whatever. Okay. Obviously it's, I mean, come on, let's, let's look at this post here. Gives it four stars, says, but I do know that in the morning I felt refreshed and it had nothing to do with the daily pre-awakening boar oil and dodo feather massage that I got from the 20 legally staffed, of course, Nordic models I picked up on my last trip to Ibiza. If you don't have a staff of non-English speaking Nordic models, I highly recommend it. I suppose it was the pillows. I purchased two of these pillows from my yacht's second stateroom when my mistress locked me out of the master stateroom two nights into our Atlantic crossing to Ibiza. I drank all her scotch and tossed the helicopter keys into the ocean and passed out on the second. And the review goes on from there. But I mean, I've seen people on Twitter attempting to argue that this is real. When this entire review is bathed in outright sarcasm. It just look at what he says. I threw the helicopter keys into the ocean. I did this. I it's completely made up. But they're trying to argue it's real because they want to continue pushing this narrative, which then leads me to the next point I want to make based upon the names of these items. How do furniture items get their names? Right? No one's really asking that question right now, but they should be asking that question. So I went and I looked it up. So according to this web, uh, to this article from March of 2011, uh, it says here that throughout history, furniture pieces were given the names of a monarch such as Queen Anne or Louis XIV to gain favor and influence. However, in modern times, naming furniture is just good marketing. It's appealing and friendly to have a jasmine chair in a catalog rather than the XY9811.Y chair. Aside from the visceral connection that consumers might make with the name, it's also a lot easier for everyone from a manufacturer to a buyer to reference. So they make it easy names, common names, or even maybe in some cases, uncommon names, but memorable names. 
as a way to make it easier to identify that particular piece. Now, in Europe, designers instinctively treat their finished product like a family member. They feel like they put so much passion into it that it's not just a piece of wood or metal, but an integral part of the home. That's why you saw feminine names grow in popularity during the 1960s and 1970s, especially in Italy. Exactly. And there were variations. Uh, Paul Tronova's Joe Leather Chair, designed in 1970, now re-edited by a U.S. company, Heller, paid homage to Joe DiMaggio. So we can see this whole thing. You look at the way that these things are named and you get an idea that they're named based off of family. They're named based off of common names or even uncommon names, but the names that just sound good. If you go back to the first part of this, where there was the Samia girl who's missing, her name, uh, I think, stands for like elegant. Kyla stands for narrow and tall. You can look these names up. They have different names. People just named them that like I have two daughters and we spent a lot of time trying to figure out their names and looking at the meanings of, of everything behind it, because that is what people do. And, and again, if you don't think if you want something more common to Americans, this is what we found out about Ikea. Now, in New York City at a product showcase, Ikea designer John Carlson explained that Ikea has a crack team of product namers who assign names from a database of Swedish words. Bookcases are named after professional occupations uh, or boys' names. Outdoor furniture is named after Scandinavian islands. Rugs are named after cities and towns in Denmark and Sweden, while bed sheets and comforters and pillowcases are named after flowers and plants. So they have a system in place for IKEA to name these items. We don't know what Wayfair uses as a, in, a, as, in any of this. We have no idea what Wayfair uses to name their products. But what we do know is how they acquire them. They purchase them wholesale from the manufacturer. Then when they sell them through the website, a drop shipment order is sent to the manufacturer who then ships the items. It's that simple. So they have to inspect it. They buy it all wholesale because they have a brand. And do you really think that these people are selling these items as of today? with the person they kidnapped from sometime in last year? No, none of that makes any sense. But when Newsweek spoke with the woman who broke this whole thing wide open, there's an interesting revelation in my opinion. So it says here that in chat conversations with Newsweek, Princess Peach 1987 described seeking out garage storage with her husband when she came across these expensive cabinet listings. At first, they surmised that they may have stumbled across unlisted drop shipping sales. Uh, Facebook posts, also suspicious of the pricey listings, made them more inclined to listen to their suspicions that there may be something more to the listings. So they're already seeing this and they're already coming to it going, well, this is weird. Is it child trafficking? I don't know, maybe. And they just went down that pathway. But here's probably the reason why. Princess Peach 1987, who declined to reveal her non-Redditor identity, and honestly good for her, described themselves as involved in a local organization that helps victims of human trafficking, which has led her to be suspicious most of the time now. They characterized their Reddit post as a less of a direct accusation and more of an effort to see if anyone else had more details. You, you cannot go out and make the claim that she did 
and then come back and go, eh, I don't really mean it to be accusatory. It just kind of, I, I was looking for more information, yada, 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 yada. Now, I will say that there's one element of this that is creepy. And it's one that is getting a lot of attention and I have no explanation for it, but I did want to address it in case this actually is going to lead to something. But if you Google through Yandex, which is a Russian, uh, you know, search website, uh, search engine, and you Google the SKU numbers that were in Wayfair, you do come up with a, with something like this. And I've blurred out uh, just the top part of the images because there's, it, it gives you a wide collage of young girls. Now, the, a lot of them link back to this website called Fresh Models. And it says here that this forum has topics that contain information, links, images, and videos of sexually explicit material. By choosing to enter this website, you are affirming under oath and penalties of perjury pursuant to Title 28 USC, uh, subsection 1746, and other applicable statutes and laws that you are at least 18 years of age uh, or the age of majority. This forum topic has uh, uh, information containing the child modeling material. All child modeling network or work has contained on this website abides by U.S., and international laws and does not contain lewd, obscene, or lascivious poses or anything sexually explicit. You will not find any child modeling content on our website containing lascivious exhibition or genital area or nudity. What you will find are beautifully shot artistic images and videos of gorgeous young models as they gain experience in expressing their beauty to the world. Do not continue if you're not at least 18 years of age or the majority in each and every jurisdiction in which, you know, it's, it's you know, or... It's just, yeah. But the thing is, they have this thing here that I don't get. You know, it says like you it, don't go ahead. If you are not 18 in each and every jurisdiction in which you will or may view sexually explicit material, whichever is higher uh, or to uh, either sexually explicit material or child modeling material offends you now or viewing explicit sexually explicit material is not legal in each and every community where you choose to view. I, I, like, I don't get any of that. Like, I know it's legal jargon designed to protect them. It just feels like, no, there's no sexuality or nudity here. By the way, you may want to make sure you're over 18 because there might be. I don't know. That to me is super weird. And, and if anything, and if anything is going to come from this, perhaps this is what gets exposed. Perhaps this website is what gets exposed. Now, some of the images that come up when you, you know, you Yandex search these, these SKUs link to family blogs. So it's not like it's all inherently bad. People are all trying to argue that it's nothing but CP and pedo stuff. But no, a lot of the stuff just comes in from family blogs or other things along those lines. Uh, but given the context of how it's all put together, it, it does come across as exceptionally creepy. And I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it at all. I feel very weird looking that up. Um, but I felt, I felt due diligence was necessary in regards to this conversation where is there an actual situation with Wayfair where they are engaging in human trafficking? The answer to that is no, there's not, not, not by a damn long shot. Not at all. Period. Point blank, full stop. No, they're not. It's ridiculous to assume it because there's no evidence or data to support it. But people out there, in my personal opinion, are so desperate to have there be a connection that they start manufacturing a connection. They start looking at threads that simply don't exist. 
The naming of the furniture is not named after missing children that Wayfair has in one of its fulfillment centers that they're using to sell off to the highest bidder. That is not happening. That is ridiculous. But is there an issue and a problem with child exploitation and sex trafficking and all of these things in our country, in our society, in our world? Yes, 100%. And when situations like these arise and they gain the attention that they do, in my opinion, it takes the spotlight away from where it should be, which is actually on trying to find these situations, like the back pages of the world, and bring those people to justice while trying to rescue those children. This feels like a distraction, and I've seen people try to associate it with like left-wing ideology and George Soros and all sorts of conspiracy theories that simply have no basis in reality. So I wanted to put together this episode today, have it be specifically about this controversy because it's happening right now. And I assume a lot of you out there are going to disagree with me, and some of you out there might agree with me, and I might make you angry, and I might make you mad, or I might make you happy. I don't know. All I can do is do my best as a reporter, if you will, as a commentator, as a pundit, as an opinion person, to look at what I see, give it as much research as I possibly can, and showcase as much info as I possibly can. Because this is something in my mind that can have a very dangerous outcome. Wayfair employs over 5,000 people worldwide, many of which are customer service agents or engineers. Those are like the vast two or shipping people. If this continues to grow and people continue to believe through Pizzagate-esque conspiracy theories that have no basis in reality, they might start looking into those employees and they might start trying to dox those employees and harass those employees. And those people have done nothing wrong. And the way the internet operates, especially in cancel culture, is 100% like that. And you know it. So if you've made it this far, whether you agree with me or disagree with me, all I would ask is that in this particular situation, proceed with caution. Use Occam's razor. Simplest explanation most often is the, is the most truest. And apply critical thinking and logic. And that's what I attempted to do here today. So if you agree with me, let me know. If you disagree with me, let me know. But provide evidence. Provide information if you disagree with me. You guys can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash The Milk Carton. You can find me on Twitter at mjarbo. I'm around. Look me up. Hit me up. Talk to me. And in the meantime, have yourself a great weekend. I will see you guys again on Monday for another episode of Milk Carton Mysteries. Peace out.